Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. This podcast contains description of violence and a few F-bombs are dropped normally by me. Therefore, it's not suitable for children. I'm criminologist Anne McMahon and welcome to Stalking Australia. Michelle met her new man at a giveaway sign. (laughs) You can meet people anywhere. Things were great in the beginning, but they went from bad to worse pretty quickly. From black eyes to choking to eventually having a price on her head. Hi, Michelle. Thank you so much for um, chatting with me this afternoon. No worries. Michelle, just tell me where you were in your life before you met your stalker. What were you up to? Uh, I was working casually, um, raising my kids on my own, quite happy. How many kids did you have? Three. Wow, so you're a single mom of three kids. Yep. Wow, that's a feat in itself. (laughs) So how, how did you meet your stalker for the first time? Uh, I actually met him randomly. It was quite strange. I actually met him on the road. What do you mean on the road? I gave way to him. Oh, literally on the road. Yeah, <laughs> literally literally oh. on the road. Okay. You gave way to him and your eyes connected and yep. that was it, was it? Yep. How did you just get together then for the first time? Oh, we just were talking quite a bit. Then I just, I caught up with him a couple of times beforehand and then it just sort of went from there. So what was the start of the relationship? Did it start off quite quickly or it started off slowly or what was the progression? Very, very quickly. Just explain a bit about that. I think at the time I was just lonely for adult company, Right. really. It, everything went really quick. It just, it's kind of hard to explain. <laughs> so were you guys just dating or did he move in? Oh, he moved in because he, this is where it's going to give me away. Um well, don't just change it. Just, just don't say exactly what it is. Just, yeah, that's where it's hard. Well, you, you tell me um, what it, what it actually is, and we'll change it. He, yeah, he was. So he would be at my place every weekend. All right, we just have to say he was at your place every weekend. We don't have to say he was a driver. Yeah. So you guys would meet up on the weekends. Yeah, he'd just and, come over and stay on the weekends. Okay, and when you say it started quickly. I'm just interested. Was did he love bomb you? Do you know what that means? Um, I think so because there was a lot of um, stuff that I didn't find out straight away about him. He would tell oh. me everything that I wanted to hear, and there you go. Yeah, yeah. So was it was it like, oh, I love you. You've uh, you've never met anyone else like you. You're my soulmate. That yeah. type of thing. Yeah. Yep. That's, that's yep. what we in the trade call love bombing. They put you in a pedestal and they tell you everything you want to hear. And that's just a manipulation technique. That's yep. the start, of course, of control. Uh-huh. So it kind of sucks you in very quickly to the point where they then isolate you. You depend on them, sometimes financially, emotionally. Until, Definitely. 
they've kind of got you. Is that is that kind of what happened? Hundred percent. Right. Okay. So you guys are meeting each other on the weekend, and then does he eventually move in full time? Or yes. Okay. He um, <clears throat> got involved in drugs. I'll put it that way, and then basically gave up work because he was dealing. So he had plenty of money, so he didn't need to work. Right. On. Which also meant that he could stay home and keep an eye on me all the time. Of course. So he's then moved in. He's dealing drugs. What happens then? Um, about a year or so later, I didn't realise to what extent it all was, but about a year or so later, there was a knock at the front door and the police stormed in and we got raided. Oh, God. Is that like guns drawn and everything? Yep. Oh. In front of my kids. Oh, that'd be terrifying. Did you know that he was dealing drugs though, Michelle? Did you know? Uh, I did, but not ice. Oh, we're talking ice. That's scary. And was he also using? Yeah, heavily. Okay, so the police come and you're raided. Then what happens? Oh, then he pretty much put me in that I was the culprit of it all. Um, And I knew how angry he could get. So I just... There, there wasn't much I could do. What he said much. was you? So, yep. So did you get charged? Yep. <sighs> did you get prison time? No, luckily. But oh. I got a big uh, amount of community work and a big fine. Right. And a record? Yes. Mm-hmm. But even when I was arrested, they kept asking me if I was scared of him. And they knew it was him. But because there was no admission and I admitted it, yeah, what they, can they do? Need, yeah. they, need, they need to follow their protocol. So Absolutely. So you say, mm-hmm. were, you, were you scared at him at that point? Oh, definitely. So what had happened to make you scared of him? Just um, because of the drugs and everything, like you just needed to walk on eggshells around someone like that. You can't, when they are asleep, if you make any noise, they just go off like a firecracker. Because you've woke them up. Yep. So what I don't know, and I'm sure a lot of our listeners don't know either. We don't know too much about ice. Well, how does that affect their personality, Michelle, when they're high? Oh, they're a completely different person. Mm. In what way? I, I seen he, he was awake at one stage before things got really, really bad. He was awake for 28 days straight. What? Yep. No and sleep? He was, no. Wow. I get um, strong as para- eight hours a night. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Paranoia is pretty bad. Right. Hallucinations is pretty bad. Oh, that'd be scary. Um, like even even my driving record copped a bit of a, a hiding as well because he'd take my car in the middle of the night and run red lights and everything and I ended up going to court to try and fight it. But at the end of the day, they can't tell by cameras. There were some cameras that you could tell it was a male. Right. Other times you couldn't tell. So I copped a majority of those fines that I had to financially try and recoup. Mm. Had he been um, violent with you up to this point? Only really getting in my face and yelling at me and pretty much just degrading me and humiliating me in front of my kids and people that were at home, but not physically pushing. Okay. Not at that point. So um, you've been raided by the police. You've been charged with drug possession or drug supply? Um, I got charged with possession and they tried to get me for trafficking a commercial amount, but um, they couldn't for whatever reason. It was a bit bit of a mess. Mm, goodness. So what happens next for sure? I eventually kicked him out numerous times mm-hmm. and he was living in a car. So 
he'd sleep out the front of my house. He broke into my house while I was home by myself. Um, he'd call the police and get them to go and do welfare checks on me because I wasn't answering my phone to him or I'd block him. How did he break into your house? How did he get in? Through the front door. He just unscrewed the, um, the wire door. Goodness. And you were at home on your own? Yeah. And what happened when he came in? Well, then he got in my face and started pushing me into the wall and just yelling and stuff. It's a bit, bit of a blur now because I try not to think about it. Sure. What did he want? Like, why was he coming around? What did he want? He wanted to fix the relationship and for me to say that everything was fine and um, he needed somewhere to stay and he loved me that much. And... Oh, so he wanted to get back with you? Yeah. Okay, so uh, what's in, what happens next? Like, I sort of just put up with that for a while and then he went... He got picked up by the police a few times, actually. So he only just sort of got out of that very barely. And then, like, fast forward a little while, I put up with that for quite a while. And then I was doing a course and I had a big argument with him and said to him that that was it, we were done. And then when I turned around and turned the corner, he jumped in front of my car because he knew where I was going. So he'd already beat me there. Physically jumped jumped, in front of your car? He physically jumped in front of my car, opened up the driver's side door and pushed me over to the passenger side and started just hitting me uncontrollably. Oh, goodness. Was that the first time he'd lifted his hand to you? That bad, yeah. Oh, wow. He'd grabbed me around the throat before, but, you Mm. know. No, that's a a precursor from, (laughs) like, grabbing (laughs) someone around the throat is like a big red flag. Yeah. But I thought I was going to die that day. I really did. When he jumped in your car? Yeah. Goodness. It's just, I can't even imagine it. So did you go to the police after that? No, I went to my sister's. You didn't go to the police, Michelle. Why not? Well, they they wouldn't have done anything because they didn't see through any of the other stuff before. Why would they bother now? Right. The only reason I'm asking is because people listening will go, why didn't she go to the police? Yeah. I know why you didn't. Because it's easier not yeah. to, and often when victims it's easier not to absolutely when victims go to police, that can escalate as well. Because then they get angry that you've if, gone to the police. Yeah, and if they had have gone around and seen him, I wouldn't be here to tell the story now. Right, and also I hundred percent guarantee that. And if you know that nothing's going to be done and it's going to make things worse, then why would you go to the police? Well, that's right. I when the police came around once to do a welfare check on me. And they had a good idea on what was going on, but they could never, they didn't have any proof. Mm -hmm. And they, one of the female police officers requested that I get an intervention order. And I just said to her straight out, an intervention order is not going to stop a bullet. You don't understand what this guy's like. See, and that's the thing that people that haven't been in your situation, they would say, why didn't you just leave him? Why didn't you chuck him out earlier? Why didn't you get an ABO? But they don't understand the fear that's behind all that. Because like you said, no. an AVO doesn't stop a bullet. I don't no. know any of the ladies I've spoke to on this on this series all got an AVO and they were all breached. So what's, what's yes. the bloody point? All that's you're right. doing is you're inciting his rage because then he's like, how dare you get an AVO against me? You know what I mean? AVO against me. Right. Yep. Yeah, so it's yep. a very hard situation to be in and people just don't get it unless they've been in that and, situation. That's right. And given his history... And the people that he knew and the things that he used to get up to, it wouldn't have been him because he eventually put a hit out on me by 
somebody that is not a very nice person. What? And so I just, me and the kids, we just packed a bag and walked out. That was my house. He had nothing to do with that house and we just packed a bag and left. Because Did you own it or you were renting it? I was renting it. Renting it, you're right. Well, it was a Department of Human Services house, so it was a commission house. But because of the damage that was done to the house when he got there and we weren't there, I ended up getting a big bill from DHS. So I can't get a commission place again if I needed to or... You could have been blackballed. Yeah. So just rewind a little bit, Michelle. So what happened with the hit and how did you know that he had done that? Um, I had some threats sent to me. By text um, or email or what? Text messages, emails, Facebook by different Facebook groups. Even like people I didn't even know. That's crazy. Yeah. And what happened when you said he damaged your house? What happened there? Nothing. No, how did it how did it happen? Like how did oh. he get in? Were you you weren't there? You go you and the kids were there? Oh, what me and the kids had gone. Oh, you had left already. Like yeah, left, left the already for good. Yeah. Yeah. Um and because of his ice addiction, he had a massive hoarding problem. So there was so much just junk rubbish there was just useless stuff everywhere is that a side effect of ice hoarding it can be because they just want to fix things really yeah i seen him sit at the kitchen bench one day and try and fix one of his ice pipes and it took him seven and a half hours oh goodness (laughs) and he he could he couldn't fix it right i wonder what causes that he ended up going and just getting another one wow so, by, by this stage, you switch off from it. You just go, yeah, right, whatever. Right. You just oh, yeah. switch off. Yeah, you would because you'd be thinking, mate, what you could have done around this house in seven hours. <laughs> oh, he never did anything. <laughs> never, lift, never lifted a finger. Right. Yep. Oh. So what got to the point that you and the kids left? What was, what was the straw that broke the camel's back? Um, he told me previously that he had killed somebody, so it was always on the back in the back of my mind. And then when I found out that he'd spoken to people about putting a hit out on me, and I knew what these people were like, I just couldn't, I could not take a second chance with that. That must have been absolutely terrifying. Yeah, you'd be like, if you don't know who or where, you'd be thinking every second of your day, this could be it. This could be it. Uh, I did. And so I pretty much, I put myself and my kids in lockdown pretty much. Right. How far did did you move? About 45 minutes away because I couldn't move too far away because I had no car. Oh, you're kidding. Um, So you've left on foot? Yeah. Yeah. What, just the clothes that you could carry? Yep. And where did you go? Did you go to friends or what? Yeah, bit of a tough situation, but I sort of moved in with this guy because it was far enough away. Yeah. It was a bad move, but that's what I did. This is like a romantic guy or just a yeah, mate? Yeah, but... All right. No, it was, it was a romantic guy, but he seemed more into it than what I did. I just wanted to get out of the situation I was in, which sounds horrible, but that's what it is. No, I can totally understand that. You're just thinking this is maybe not the guy I want to be with, but you're Mr. You're Mr. Right right now. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah. Because you had to, Michelle. You had to get out. Yeah, yeah. Couldn't stay there. So were the police ever involved with your ex? He's got an extensive history. No, I mean with you. Like with you. Oh, no, not really. You never went to the police about him? 
I always tried to, but I never actually got the guts to go in the doors. Right. So what would you say to someone that's in the same situation as you at that point when they're they're thinking about going and then they just go, no, I'm not going? What would your advice be? They'll know when it's time to leave. Mm-hmm. I can't say that you can rely heavily on the police because you can't. Right. That's what we have to change, you, see. We have to change. Yeah. The police are not a safety net right. at all. If anything, they're more of a risk. Right. Mm-hmm. A couple of ladies I've spoke to had gotten in touch with great domestic violence advocacy groups that really helped them, helped them get mm-hmm. rehoused, helped them get security cameras. But people don't know about it. You know, it's not well known out there. Most people go straight to the front desk of the police station and that's when they've said they were just hopeless. They would be, well, we need a new name and phone number. And they're like, I don't want to give eight my phone number or my address. And they're like, yeah. well, we can't help you. So that's kind of what we have to change. That I, I think my advice would be if you are being stalked or a victim of domestic violence, I don't think you go to the front counter of the police. I don't the, at the police station. I don't think that's the way forward. I think you have to somehow find a victims advocacy group because they're the ones that seem to know what department to go to and what to do. The, like your general police, are like don't seem to do the right thing by the victims is what I'm learning no. doing this. Would no. you agree? They, yes, they offer an intervention order or the police will take out an intervention order and then they go back and do their, you know, everyday business while we've got to watch over our shoulder constantly and make exactly. sure that nobody's following us or it's exactly. a horrible way to live once the police are involved. You've got absolutely no control over what's going to happen. Right. That's so true. And, Michelle, you sent me which I was very disturbed by, you sent me photos of you with two black eyes. When was that? Which, which, um, that was when he got in the car. Right. Okay. I thought it may be, I'm just having a look at them now. They're just, they're so disturbing to me who has never been a victim of violence in any way, shape or form. But to think that my partner could do that to me, just, it's just so, so sad. And your neck, you've got marks on your neck. Yep. Two black eyes. It's terrible. And do you mind Mm. if I read out to the listeners one of the texts that he sent you? That's okay. So this is from Michelle's ex-partner. Same goes for you and your new boyfriend, you fucking using whore. Pick your grave next to his. I promise you, you're both as good as gone. Take this to court, you fucking whore. I just find that. Absolutely despicable. It's disgusting. Absolutely disgusting. Mm. And I'm so sorry you had to go through that, Michelle. I really am. So where are you now in your life? What's happening? Tell me good things. I have a new man recently engaged. It's It's taken a long, long time to get to that place where I didn't feel like I needed anybody and then Mr. Wright come along. Yay. And how, how were the kids? Were the kids... How were they um, through all this? My oldest still resents me for it, mm. um, for putting him in a situation like that. My middle one sees it as that's what happened and that's not how you treat people. So he's he's sort of taken it more so in a positive that that's not how you do things, that's not how you live. Yeah. And my youngest, my youngest one still just wants to grow up and find him and, kill him pretty much yeah, I can't imagine 
Are they all boys? Yeah. Do you have three boys? Yeah. It'd be terrible seeing that happen yeah. to your mother. That would just be, I could imagine they just want to go and knock his effing block off. My oldest one suffered more like with him than, than anything. Yeah. Um, yeah, he he tied my son up and what? Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's terrible. That's horrible. So now you have a new man. You're in a yes. new house and a new place. Yes, life is good. Very good. Oh, I'm so glad to hear it. Yeah. So he's he's um a very very patient man because he knows everything that's gone on. So he right. That's so good that you that he knows everything. It would be very hard if you know in a relationship with someone who didn't know what had gone on. Yeah, no, that's. that's so, I'm so glad yeah, to hear it, Michelle. Thank you. Thank you so much for talking to me. I hope life keeps getting better for you. It will. Thank you so much. It will. You just don't look backwards. Excellent. Take care. Right. Thank you so much. No worries. Thank you. Bye. Bye. If you or someone you know is being stalked. In Australia, please ring 1-800-RESPECT. That's 1-800-73-7732. In the United Kingdom, please ring Paladin National Stalking Advocacy Service on 020-3866-4107. And in the United States, please ring Stalking Resource Center, National Center for Victims of Crime Helpline on 800 800- FYI call. That's 800-394-2255. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm. 